Okay, good morning. Um, today we're going to be talking about <coughs> Shemitah. Um, in particular, we're going to be talking about seven different, we're going to try to do all seven different uh, disagreements that there were, Machlikas and that there were about Shemitah, um, all that are important or relevant. Um, by its nature, this is going to be a Kitzer, which is to say is that every one of these seven that I'm talking about um, is give or take, each one of them was its own chair back Leshmita when we um, give Shomer Matshmita. Um, so each, by, by that's nature, mean, by its nature means I'm going to then, each of these is just going to be a kitzer of each of those points, try to cover the main points. So it's also uh, also taking advantage of the slides that were made from them and use um, slides that were made <coughs> last time around, or some of them at least, um, or repurpose them um, for today. Okay, so uh, we're going to talk about we're going to talk about, the goal here is to talk about um, these seven topics I see on the screen. Um, for those of you just listening by audio, you'll get that also. Uh, anyhow, so there are going to be seven topics uh, we're going to talk about. Um, hopefully we'll do all seven, if time permits. If time does not, then we'll just do some and do the rest at a different time. Okay, and the first one we're going to talk about is um, borders borders of Eretz Israel. Okay, um, <coughs> and that is to say is that for... Um, hundreds of years, um, basically, there were, there were few or no Yidden living in Eretz Um And all the borders and all the, the cities and all the, everything that we identify Eretz Yisrael, which things are or not Eretz Yisrael, got lost and forgotten. No one really knew where things were. Uh, and of course, um, the Dinam of Shemitah only apply in Eretz Yisrael. Um, and so it became a question of where are, where are all these places and to be able to make determinations. So there were a lot of different... Um, People have written Svarim about it. The, uh, a very important one um, <coughs> was a safe called Kafta Verach from the thir- printed in the 1300s. Um, and one of the points that he, one of the things that he wrote, he wrote, didn't only write about Bordeaux, but many things about Eretzral. Um, and one of the things that he said was <coughs> that it's it's appropriate for a person to rely on the names that the, the Arabs living in Eretzral called the place as a way of identifying which the places that Chazal and the Torah speak about. Um, so, for example, we all know, we all think that there's a place we all see in the Gemara, a place called Syria, and we just assume that that has, give or take, that's the same thing as the country that we know as Syria, the modern-day country of Syria. You know, give or take, that's the same thing. Um, so he did similar ideas, and he said, for example, um, there's a place called Cheshbon, <coughs> in the Torah speaks about a place called Cheshbon, and he said, that's the same thing, the Arab village called Khushban, um, is, is really Cheshbon, it's the same, it's the same place. Okay, so that, that was his, a, a lot of his identification came about through that, not only through that, but that's a certain amount he relied on the names, the, the names that the Arabs used in, uh, for different places. Um, <coughs> Chazanesh was not such a believer in that, um, and he said, he said, I'll uh, read, he says, Yef shalus mechal Hashem. He says, because things change, um, you know, cities get destroyed and rebuilt, sometimes they move from one place to another, they just, you know, they move to a new place, and they called it, uh, so to speak, like the people from York, people from York came to the, uh, the new world, and they called it New York, you know, so they, have, they moved to a new place, or a name that was originally got a new name, uh, so the Hasidish says, no, you can't rely, you can't rely on names, that there's really not a way of identifying places in Eretz Yisrael. Um, <coughs> and, and if you follow that as it is, straight, what the Hasidish says, then um, you'll only be able to identify borders of Eretz Yisrael by the most, uh, you know, extreme items, like, like, um, um, 
think on the other side of the Jordan, you'll say those are not considered um, from the oil bubble because it's obvious what that is. Um, but maybe you know, it's very obvious what that is. Um, but then you should know, even though the Chazanish said that, there's another safer called uh, Mishnah Yosef, um, and he said the Chazanish didn't mean didn't mean as extreme as it seems. Chazanish didn't mean we should completely ignore names. He says is that we can't use an ex- the names to pinpoint something specific. Like the Gemara says. Um, the Gemara says there are special dim about a place called Beishan in Eretz So he says, so that, we can't say exactly where is Beishan to say that Beishan is over here and not over here. Because it moves, you know, it can move this way 10 miles or 5 miles this way, move it something like that. He says, but, um, he says, but overall, on a rough idea, of course, he says, he says, they didn't move, we all know it was in the south part of the country. They didn't move it to the north and call a new place like that. So, you know, so for, for, give us a rough idea, he said, even the Chazanish would have agreed to such thing like that. Not everybody agrees to what Mishnah Yosef says. Not everybody agrees that that's even what Chazanish meant. Um, and so some people are taking a more, um, conservative view of what Chazanish said, and say that you can you can't identify anything based on Arab names. Completely ignore that. Now, that's, that's for one part of it, which is about using Arab names. But then, um, came along um, Chaim Kineski, and he said, <coughs> he said, I'm gonna, um, I'm gonna uh, use hints in Chazal, all different types of really creative ways of looking at things from the way Chazal identified um, said things about, about topographical things, I don't know where things are and what's next to them and what they look like and all kinds of things like that to figure out. And he built them, he created a map based on that um, of what he thought the borders of Eretzisol were. Um, he brought that to his father-in-law, Rabbi Yashin. Rabbi Yashin said it's quite impressive. And he says, you know, it's really something. You really, he, he managed to pull together a map based on all this kind of information without using anything based on Arab names, etc. But Rabbi Yashin said, no, even so, we're still not sure. Uh, and you shouldn't be make based on any of these kind of things that you said. Um, so, so in short, for this part of our discussion, lots of effort went into trying to figure out what the borders of Eretzisol are. Um, but and and there are some people who feel confident now. I know where certain borders are, but by no means is there, is there agreement on all these kind of things like that. Now, another a particular issue about borders has to do with the southern border of Eretzisol, and that is you see in what you see on the screen now. For those of you watching like that, on the left side you see. Um, on, on, <coughs> excuse me. On, on, on the left side is Rebbeinu drawing of the map of Israel. On the right side um, is from Mishnah Yosef. And what you what you see, what the, the the yellow dots, the, the yellow dots that you see are to identify um, two spots. The Torah tells us that the so, southeastern border, the, the eastern border of Israel, the southeastern border of Israel is at the eastern side of the Yam Dead Sea. The the, we, the southwestern border is called at something called Nachamitzrayim, which is assumed to mean a place called Wadi El Arish. Um, so those are the two the yellow dots you see on those two maps identify the the east and west, give or take what the east and western, um, southeast and southwestern borders are. Um, thank you for giving me a live audience. Um, so um, so that that's that gives us those that's the yellow dots up there. And the Torah tells us there are five spots in between those those yellow dots. Between those yellow spots there are five uh, parts of the, five other parts of the border. And you see um, in these, these two maps, um, again so the left is Kankeski and the right is something called Mishnah Yosef. Give or take, they think it's the same thing. Okay, the one on the right shows you two versions of how the, how the five 
place it should be, and, and what one tells you uh, his own his, his way of looking at it. Okay, but give or take, we, we know that the endpoints, the east and the west endpoints, and give or take, we know uh, what the, the middle points are. So, so that means is and lots, basically whoever thinks it like that agrees of what what the southern border very soul should be. However, however, um, <coughs> the the other people say, <coughs> other people say, look at this map, they say that the Ramam, in a completely different context, it's a Hilchus Kirsha Chodesh, has nothing to do with, with, with Shemitah, mentions in passing something about the 30th degree of latitude, and he talks about how under the 30th degree of latitude is Adverts Yisrael, he doesn't say over it is Eretz Yisrael, under it is Adverts Yisrael, and therefore there are some people who say is, the only border we can be certain of that's not Eretz Yisrael is the 30th degree latitude, uh, which as you see on the map, those you're watching the, the, the map, it's way down, almost near a lot, um, and it's there's a whole area that in, in the picture. It's orange. The space between what basically the border of what everybody assumes is really the border of Eretz Yisrael versus what this 30th degree latitude is. Okay, it's about 40 miles of of what's called the northern Arava. Um, it's this huge area um, that that some people say we should be machmir and treat it like Eretz Yisrael. Uh, because of the possibility, because of the base of this deek and Rama, which is very, it's a questionable deal, whether it really means that, but how significant that should be. Um, <coughs> and so some people are mocking even all the way down to there. No one's mocking all the way down to Eilat, um, but some people are all the way very far down to say that those things should be considered like Eretz Yisrael. Okay, okay, now to our second topic. Okay, um, greenhouses. Okay, now it's like this. Um, one of the ways that um, farmers in Israel grow vegetables for Shemitah, they do it all, all the time, they're, they're very innovative in this way, but one of the ways in particular for Shemitah is they use special greenhouses in order to um, grow produce. What's the thinking? That somehow someone growing in a, in a greenhouse will uh, excuse them from all the halachas of Shemitah, they won't have to worry about the dinner of Shemitah. So there's two angles to that, two reasons, two parts to why it might be mutter, um, and one is it's called um, call it, an Atzashem Nakov, and one is Zerbe Abapayas, which I'm going to explain. <coughs> uh, um, something like an Atzashem Nakov means a flower pot that's not, uh, has no hole in it, and Midaraisa, an Atzashem Nakov is not considered attached to the ground. For all dinim, it's not considered attached to the ground. Midarabonon, um, in most dinim, it is considered attached to the ground, uh, but Midaraisa is not considered part of the ground. So, if you, now, there's all kinds of dinim, how you have to make yourself to be an Atzashem Nakov. What, is it, what qualifies? What does the what does the otzes have to be? The, the flower part have to be made out of. What is you can't have leaves hanging over. All kinds all kinds of <coughs> rules like that. What's the floor underneath the otzes made out? But for shmita, there are there are greenhouses that will do whatever they have to do, like put down layers of plastic. All kinds of different things that they do to make it that they should qualify as otzes shem nakav. When they use that, if they're basing someone on that, I don't think I'm doing completely. Someone is basing partially on the fact that it's otzes shem nakav. They, they may mark their product as being what's called a matzah minutak, which means a disconnected bed, a disconnected, it's like separated from the ground. It's like, this didn't grow in Eretz Yisrael, it grew in a, in, a, in a piece of, in a space station. It grew not, not in Eretz Yisrael, it's just growing in, in this greenhouse. Now, that's only half the story, because the other part is what's called Zerea Papayas, and that is that there's a Yushalmi that's about what happens if you grow something in a, in a house. Zerea Papayas, you plant something indoors if you have the dinim of Shemitah for, for that thing, and there's a machlokas in what the din is. The Yerushalmi is misupik about it. So Rav Yosef says, he says, look, Shemitah nowadays is drop on it. 
Yerushalmi is misupik about what the din is in this case, so so we could be mako and say zareh b'bayis. If you plant something indoors, like a greenhouse, that's indoors. You're planting something indoors, um, so it's mutter. What do you what do you think it depends on? Does it need a roof? Does it not need a roof? Can I have uh, can I use Sutsa Pesach and have Mr. Yeah. like that? That's fine. All, 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 all that is, well, I'll say the word is negotiable. What I mean is, whatever you want it to be, I can build my greenhouse to match your requirements. You know what I mean? So, so I'll, I'll, you know, if, if that's what it's going to take, then that's what I'll do. I'll take what it has to do. So Ravadi says, he says, the Yusham is so big about it, Safi Jabbar on the Kula, Shemit is the Rabbah, no, they speak with Mekah. The Chazanah said, no, we should not be, can't be Mekah. So, what's, and what's the Pshat? Why should, why should, do we find other Hilchas? Does it apply to all Hilchas? Or is it still, do we find such a thing? That, that, I don't remember. The first I've ever heard there's such a thing that, that you know, you could, somebody that's, obviously, Mechubal Karka, and nobody says it's correct. Correct. That's not the point. I don't remember. I don't remember. You missed what I said at the beginning. This is just a kid, so I don't remember what it, what it said last time. I'll have to go look it up. I don't remember. Okay. So, Chazanish says, no, you shouldn't be Mechubal based on that. And Chazanish says, I want to tell you something. He says, if it was Zerea Babayas, and Atzach and Nokov, you get both of these things together, so we're getting an extra drop on another being Atzach and Nokov. He says, I wouldn't be Mako. He says, but if somebody's Mako, then you shouldn't be Mako. That, that's a reasonable position if you be Atzach and Nokov and Zereba Bias at the same time. Again, Atzach and Nokov is automatically a drop on another. And Zereba Bias, which is a Suffolk and Yushami, he says, then you shouldn't be Mako if someone However, the Chazir is not finished. He says, that whole style of Yushami, Zereba Bias, is only talking about the case where Planting in the house is detrimental to the growth. It's the normal thing is if you plant something indoors, it's not going to grow as well as you grow outdoors. Right? That's not that's not normal. Normally, if you grow, you want to grow potatoes, you don't grow them inside. They don't grow as well as in the sunshine and the, all the things like that. He says, but if you do it in a way, you grow it indoors, bedafka, because you think that's going to make it grow better and it's going to grow really wonderfully because it's indoors, then you're completely missing the point. That's a rare device. You're missing the point. Um, and if, if you say it like that, if you take that as is, that, that you take that literally to mean like that, then um, growing in a greenhouse is not going to do any good. <coughs> because a greenhouse, the point of the greenhouse is to make it grow really well. Okay, like, like in our map from before, in, in, in the Arava, it's a desert. Okay, things don't grow at all outside. You grow it in, indoors, oh my gosh, you could grow wonderfully in the greenhouse. It's a very controlled environment. So, so in Cain, it could be that this idea that Make the Chazanishat Zereva bias together with Otsheinach would be not, would be, you shouldn't be much against that. He said, but it, maybe this is not Zereva bias altogether. They may not qualify altogether. So in this, I'm going to tell you four sheets about how to take what this Chazanish just said. Okay. Ravadi says it's not true. He just doesn't buy it. He says, don't do it. Shalami says Zereva bias. That's what it depends on. <coughs> he says, I don't care if it grows better or worse. Zereva bias is the suffocating Shalami could be make it. Right. Opposite extreme. And Dainwai says, he says, 100% of what the Chazanish said, it's a rare, if you plant it indoors, um, you plant it in a greenhouse, which is meant to grow better, that's, that's not Zereba bias, and therefore it doesn't help you one bit nowadays. Okay? Um, Dain Fisher wasn't in between. He says, the Chazanish is right, it's true, that to be Zereba bias, to be Zereba bias, it has to be worse. He says, but it is worse. He says, well, nice, you know, greenhouses do all, have all kinds of good things, but the food doesn't come out tasting as good as, 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 as it is, does when it grows outdoors in a natural environment. He says, so, so even though the Chazanish is right in theory, that if you use a rare bias in a way to make it better, that would not work. He says, that, this doesn't qualify. This is not, this is not a real, this, this is a real Zerebra bias because it doesn't taste as good. And what well, last one, Rambam Sternbach says, he says, I would agree with the Machmirim over here that you should talk about be and assume that this is not Zerebra bias. He says, but 
if it's going to mean, let's say it comes tomorrow, and instead you're going to eat uh, produce that has bugs in it, because remember, the other reason why they grow greenhouses, another reason they grow greenhouses is to avoid bugs. He says you're going to be eating with bugs in it. He says you're better off eating, the, being samuch on this and getting from the greenhouse and not having your bugs, which is potentially, potentially, it's a derisa, um, rather than worrying about this shadows of tarbonans of shmeet. Okay. Fine. Next topic. Um, number three. Mishum um, Okay. Which is like this. If, 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 vegetables grow during Shemitah, they're also. Awesome. It makes no difference whether anybody did anything with them. There's a din called Svechen, which means that any vegetables that grow during Shemitah, um, that grow during Shemitah are, are, are automatically awesome to Rabbanon, because Chazal were concerned that people would plant, would plant things, they planted peppers, and therefore they would, and they'd say, oh, just grew by itself. So all Svechen are awesome to Rabbanon. But that's only true for vegetables. Things that get, that don't get planted every year, like fruits that don't get replanted, those are mutter, um, those, are, those don't have an association on them. <coughs> so what happens, but if a fruit grew, an apple grew, on a field of someone who was, who was uh, he, he didn't keep the halachas of Shemitah. He worked his land. He was nevat. He worked his land. Um, he, worked, he did malacha on the land during, during Shemitah. Or as Meshumar, he didn't, let it, he didn't make it hefker. Okay, what's the din if you have produce that was fruits? Again, vegetables are automatically also because they're sweet. So it's for fruits. What happens if you have a fruit <coughs> that was Mishum of Nevat. It was it was someone did malach on that ground or someone guarded the ground. I mean they didn't let people in and make it happen. Okay? So some Rishonim hold that that makes it also the food becomes also as a result of that. Uh, but many other Rishonim disagree. And the uh, modern day Paiskim, the Ramosha and the Cheshlam and Tzitzel say that it's mutter and the food is the food is mutter, which is to say is. <coughs> He did the wrong thing. He shouldn't have worked on his land on Shemitah. He should have let people take it and consider it hefker. But if he did it, and he's a bad boy, but we're allowed to eat the food anyhow. Okay? There's, a, there's a question what the Chazanish says. It's not so clear which way the Chazanish held on this din of Meshum of Nevar. And assuming uh, you follow the Mekilim, either like the names I told you before, or you think the Chazanish is Mekil, then, um, then we have to, the fruit has Kedushashviyas, but it's mutter, it's not also, and you're allowed to eat it. Okay, so that sounds like Good news, okay. So, but there's an extra wrinkle over here, and that is like this. Um, we, we, we want we, so before I go on with to my wrinkle, okay. What it's to say is if I would see it, uh, I walk into the store and I see an orange, and that orange grew near to stroll, and it's a shemitah orange, and I say probably the person didn't keep the halachas of shemitah. That's okay, but the fruit is butter. I'm allowed to eat it. I just, I just have to know that it's, it has kedushas of course, but I'm allowed to eat it. But there is a wrinkle, and the wrinkle is like this. Um, the, the, the. The Kedusha Shviyas has all kinds of rules of what I have to do with fruit that has Kedusha to them. I can't waste them, I can't use them for the wrong purposes, I can't export them, things like that. Now, there's another thing, and that is that when you buy, or you trade Shemitah produce for something else, Kedusha loads onto that other thing also. So if I go to the store and I buy the orange for a dollar, well, that dollar now has Kedusha Shviyas, and the orange does. The original Shemitah produce always keeps its Kedusha Shviyas. If I put it onto a, a dollar, it has a dollar also. And the Ram gives this whole dramatic description. If I go to many things, but I, I, I don't remember his examples, so I go from apple to meat, and meat to, uh, to, to tomatoes, and tomatoes to money. Each thing, what happens is always is that the, the original produce has Kedusha Shviyas, and the last thing, the last thing in the chain has Kedusha Shviyas also. <coughs> okay? So... If, 
So back to our simple case, I won't get to the store and I give a dollar, I go to the farmer, I give him a dollar and he gives me the orange. So then the orange, of course, he has Kedusha Shriyas, as does the dollar. So the Gemara says... Kedusha Shriyas can go on other foods? Yes, it goes on other things that are not Shriyas things. They're not Shriyas. They're, they're not the compare shoes. subject to the same Hilfa Shriyas. Right, has the same Hilfa Shriyas. They can be wasted. Right, so the, so the Gemara says this. You have chickens, Right, so you can't be moistured the may Shriyas Lam Aretz. You can't go ahead and buy produce from, from a person who's not going to keep the halachas of Shemitah because you're going to keep, you're going to do what you have to do with the orange. But the guy who has the money, he's not going to use that properly. Okay, so that person is not going to use it properly. And therefore, so, so you need to know it's Meshumar Veneva, not because your produce is also. You need to know it because when you can't buy it from that person because when you buy it from him, you're giving him money that he's not going to keep with he doesn't give any halachas of Shemitah. He worked right, on his land in Shemitah. I'm coming to that. Sorry to say. Okay, now, now, it happens to be, <coughs> it happens to be that uh, Shem Zalman has a, has a very interesting chiddush, uh, not going to get to about it, a uh, chiddush about het mechira. If the person grew based on het mechira, that maybe that, that, this doesn't apply to that kind of person, maybe. Um, but the ways to avoid it, like you were trying to say, the ways to avoid this problem of, of giving the Dmei Shri Islam Aretz is either you buy it by Havla, you buy it with other things, so if you buy the oranges together with a, a potato that wasn't Kedusha Shriyas or whatever else, then that money does not have Kedusha Shriyas or bad kafa on credit. Um, and it's, uh, so credit means if I use a credit card, that's for sure on credit. Some people say that um, checks are also counted as, as credit. Um, so you, you, there are ways to, to uh, get around the problem, you know, so to avoid the Kedusha Shriyas, giving the Kedusha Shriyas money to somebody who's not supposed to have it. Um, that, that's a possibility. Okay, but it's just something to keep in mind. So we're being most on makele about mushroom of never in general, but there's just other angle of mushroom of never comes in that makele that person has his problem. Okay. So so this applies to you know the CC oranges in Israel in some store. Correct. Undoubtedly, it would be mushroom of never. And can you buy it or you know? That's correct. Buy it? That's correct. That's exactly that's what I'm talking to. Okay. Number four. Number four. Yivul Nachri. Okay, that's like this. If a uh, non-Jewish person owns land in Eretz Yisrael. Everybody agrees that that land does not have an Isra Svichen. I'm sorry, uh, not the land. The vegetables that go on that land do not have an Isra Svichen. Uh, everyone, everyone agrees to that. So the, 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 the tomatoes that grow there are, don't have an Isra Svichen, <coughs> so in, at least they're mother, you're allowed to eat them. Okay? Now, there's a, but there was a big machlik is, um, about whether um, the whether there's Kedusha Shviyas on that produce. Okay, it doesn't have the Yisra Svichen, but it grew in Eretz Yisrael. Okay, so the Beis is Mekel. The Beis Yisrael um, says that it's Mutter. Once, if it belongs to God, it doesn't have any Kedusha Shviyas either. And most Yid in Eretz Yisrael follow that, follow that sack of the Beis Yisrael, that the Yavol Machri, something that grew, the produce of a, of a non-Jewish field, is, uh, doesn't have Kedusha Shviyas. <coughs> the Mabit, and the Beis exchanged letters, they lived at the same time. Um, he was machmer on that, and he said that it doesn't have, it does, it's not Tzvichim, but it does have Kedusha Shviyaz. Lamaiz and Shemitah, has, it has Kedusha Shviyaz, and the Chazanish held like that also. The Chazanish held like this Mabit, said you should pass like this Mabit, that Yavol Nachri has Kedusha Shviyaz to it. Okay? Um, so, the, the, and you, in Eretz Yisrael, they're into disclosure, so in Eretz Yisrael, you can see in the picture, um, people will, they'll mark something as Yivol Nachri, okay? This, 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 this food is kosher, but it's Yivol Nachri. 
So which is to say is that if you live in B'nai Brak, or you follow the Chazanish and hold that Yivul Nachri has Kedusha Shviyas, so it's not Tzvichin, you're allowed to eat it, but you have to treat it with Kedusha Shviyas, you have to treat it properly, uh, which has all kinds of dinim that apply to it. Okay? And you have the same problem of giving you money? If it has, yeah, Kedusha Shviyas, yeah, Kedusha Shviyas, Kedusha Shviyas. But here, no one did anything wrong. <coughs> here, here the, the person who grew it, he was a guy, he let buy it. Yeah, but the supermarket, right, if you're giving it to money to the owner of the supermarket, um, that he won't treat it properly, potentially. Now, again, if he holds that it doesn't have Kedusha Shviyas, he's good. He, that's a separate thing, which is, that I was like hinting at from before him. If the person you're giving it to doesn't treat it, have, hold it like Kedusha Shviyas, then you don't have a problem giving it to him. You know? Okay, now, according, j- just some, um, getting ahead of myself, just to tell you that, according to the Mabit, that there's, that Yavul Nachri has Kedusha Shviyas, you, you essentially have undermined any possibility of Hetemachira, which we're going to talk about, but because Hetemachira is sell it to a guy. Okay, now bonus to a guy, now we're like free, we can do whatever we want to. No, not exactly. According to my bed, you, you can't do whatever you want to. The, the produce can have Kedusha Shviyas, which has all kinds of restrictions on it which is going to sort of crimp your idea, which is what you were trying to do, which is you're trying to ara- get around Shemitah. So if you want to hold the, one of the things, if you want to hold of the Hetemachira, is you're going to have to hold of, like to be says. Okay. Um, okay, so what I, I'm going to do something, okay, we, we're not going to be able to do, because the, 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 the fifth and the sixth are quite long. So what I'm going to do is, for today, uh, I'm going to skip to the seventh, which is short, and we'll, next time we'll do the sixth and seventh. Okay, I had a feeling this was going to happen. Um, Fifth and sixth are pretty long. So we're going to skip to the seventh, okay? <coughs> and there's a this. Now, the seventh one, well, you can see, I'll put it back on because you feel like you know what you're doing. Um, and that is about, like this. One of the um, dinim of things that have Kedusha Shviyas, things that are from Shviyas, have two dinim I'm going to mention that are relevant to us right now. One is that things that are that are Shemitah produce um, can't be exported. Can't send them out of Eretz Yisrael. Second is, that the din is if something is Kedusha Shviyas, then there's a mitzvah beer, which is to say is at a certain point, when there's none left out in the public, none out for people to take out in the fields, then you have to, uh, any that you have in your house, you have to make it hefker, and make it available for people to take. You can't hoard it at that point. Before you can take as much as you want to, comes a time of beer, you have to put it outside and make it available to anybody else, you can only take a little bit at a time. Okay? So, um, what happened is, um, it, it, it's assumed. Uh, I didn't tell you what an Oitzebezin is. I w- it would have been on the pages, but yeah, it's something called Oitzebezin, where Bezdin collects the Hefka produce and gives it out to people. In practice, it's, it's not, it's not, you don't have to see the fields open, anybody. Oh, gee, let's go to that guy's field and pay everything. It doesn't work that way, right? Yes, it does. In Hefka fields? Yeah, people keep sweet to the fields of Hefka. You huh? walk and take what you want to. Is that true? If you keep sweet to that, you know. If you keep sweet to that, people can come in. Yeah, an orchard, in other words. It's an orchard. Right. In order to real trees, real fruits. Anybody? Hey, gee, let's go just take whatever we want. That's what happens. That's what Shemitah is. That's what happens during Shemitah. Otherwise, Oitzer Besen, you get around that. Now, so Oitzer Besen, uh, uh, we're going to talk about it. I'll tell you, Oitzer Besen is usually, oh, in modern day, the fields where the trees are are out in the middle of no place. They're nowhere near the, where the people live. So it's not realistic for people to get it. If they wanted it, they could walk in and take it. <coughs> not so realistic for people to get it. So it's a business, it comes from a deceptor, that what you do is the, the, the community arranges for someone to get all that stuff from the Hefker field and bring it to the city, to where people can get to it. 
So you're really not allowed to do that. You're not allowed to, generally, you're not allowed to harvest things with big combines and harvesting equipment. That's one of the things that produces shit. You're not, with a, sorry, a, a land of sweet. You're not allowed to do that. But Bezdin can do that. Bezdin meaning that the community arranges for somebody to bring it to them. Because instead of every guy schlepping out to the farm, send one guy out to the farm to get the, all the apples and bring them to town, and then we can all take their apples. Okay, that's oh, a Bezdin. So, so if the produce is Hefkart, but the Bezin, means that we will designate somebody to do that for us, okay? To get it for us. So, in an Oitzebezin, Oitzebezin means the, the, if you have a warehouse with all those apples in it, that warehouse is really available to the public. That's what they're doing. They're just putting it to the warehouse until they bring it to town so everyone can have it. So, most assume that in an, uh, something that's in Oitzebezin does not need a formal beer. You don't have to make it hefker when the time of beer comes because it, it's in a state of hefker. It's in a state of, we're here to give it to everybody. The person, the warehouse that's full of it is not one person holding on to a lot of produce. It's the community is just keeping it in one place until we have a chance to give it out to everybody. So it's assumed that Oitzebezin does not need beer. Okay, The, the midst of beer sort of has been accomplished when we have an Oitzebezin because, um, because the <coughs> and the beer would start, the beer would be if it's all harvested, then there's nothing left, right? Correct. But now comes the day, let's say, let's say for, for, for wine, which is the case we're going to talk about in a second, the amount of beer is Pesach of the eighth year. So come Pesach of the eighth year, there's no more grapes out in the field, okay, but there's wine, there's, there's bottles and bottles of wine in this warehouse. But that's considered as if it had its beer, because it's there for everybody, so it had beer, it's so to speak, had beer. You tell me the warehouse is not locked. The world's open, I walk in, Excuse me, where are you going? I'm sorry. No, 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 but all the other parts of it, there are other parts of it that are less attractive. So you want to pack and say, this beer here. Yes, that's true. But that's assumed, it's assumed that this is the easy part of it. It's assumed that there's a beer happening. Okay. But now, but now, there's machikas like this. The Rash says <coughs> that once the beer is done, once it has, to, it has to do with how to learn a Mishnah. Okay? So the Rash says, once someone did beer, forget about Oitzibetzin, if someone did beer to, to a fruit, that fruit no longer has Kedusha Shviyas. It's the end of Shemitah for that, for that fruit. But I said to you, grapes come Shemitah, Pesach of the eighth year. Once you did your beer, you put them outside. There's no more Kedusha Shviyas then. It's over. Shemitah's over for these grapes. It's, the party's over. So that's the rationals. So, if so, if you have wine from an Ocher Bezin, this is a real case. Well, I'm talking, telling you this case because it's a real happens. If you have wine from an Ocher Bezin, so beer happened, Come the right day, beer happened. Came pace after beer happened, because I told you it's automatic that the beer happens. And then, the day afterwards, it has no Kedushah Shviyas anymore, because we've done our beer. We made, it, it, beer was done. Once beer happens, the Rosh says, there's no more, no more Kedushah Shviyas. Okay? So, the people who give Hashkocha to this specific wine that we're talking about, they take that position, that, the, that there's no more Kedushah Shviyas anymore. So, they, they, then, that wine is then exported and sold in stores to people who don't care about Shemitah. I mean, they sell it in plain old supermarkets. You can't sell Shemitah produce in a supermarket where people will buy it and not treat it properly. That would be irresponsible. And you couldn't export it because you're not allowed to export Shemitah, produce. But they say, it doesn't have Kedusha Shviyas anymore. We already did beer. And the bottle says on it, 
the beer was not done properly. It's Marchebez, and beer was done properly, and that's to explain to you, that's why you're seeing in the supermarket in America. Because we hold that the beer was done, so don't worry about that. And since the beer and since the beer was done, therefore there's no Kedusha Shvi'a, so we're allowed to sell it in Chutzot, and we're allowed to sell it to people who don't care about Shemitah, and you yourself don't have to treat it with Kedusha Shvi'a. That's the position they're taking. Um, it's a very reasonable position, that's the truth. Tyson's argues on the Rosh, and he has a different shot in the Mishnah, and he, and uh, the there also, and he says that even if the beer there still is Kedusha Shvi'a, okay, beer is its own thing, even if you did beer, you still have Kedusha Shvi'a, and therefore they would hold the opposite of what I just told you, you can't export it, you can't just give it to random people, etc. Okay, so the Chazanish has, if you read different parts of the Chazanish, he says, like the Rosh, or like Tesis, back and forth which ways. In the Kitzur Hechashmita, there's a, someone named Rabbi Shapiro who wrote a Kitzur Hechashmita that the Chazanish reviewed every part of it, and agreed, you know, thought that it was correct, and there it's Machmer, like Tesis, that this condition is even if they did beer. Most Hashkachas um, follow that approach and say there's Kedusha Shvi'as even if the beer, and therefore they would never export it, and talk about from our side, we in the United States wouldn't take it in. We won't let our stores sell that wine, saying the people who are going to buy it are not going to treat it properly. So what happens if you did buy it? What happens if you did buy it? You have the wine. You, it, it happens all the time. You went to, uh, not, you didn't go into Sarah's tent. You went to a store that's not seriously certified, and you saw this wine. It had a house on it, and nice Hebrew letters, all kinds of, the whole thing on it, and you bought the wine. So that wine is kosher, it had beer, because it was already business. And it just has Kedusha Shviyas. So therefore, now that it has Kedusha Shviyas, you have to treat it properly. So you, you can drink it, and you should drink it, and you can't waste it, and you have, to, you have to then call your rabbi and find out what the rules are for how to treat something Kedusha Shviyas. But in fact, um, it's kosher, it's, it's perfectly fine. Um, okay, so we're going to stop here. I mentioned him next time, we'll do number five and number six, which is, I know, out of order.